it is not the things that we think that is so detrimental. It's the conversations that we're not having with people that become right. so disturbing or so bothersome. Mm-hmm. If something could be addressed when it is an anthill, the last thing you have to worry about is that same conversation becoming a mountain. Welcome to Corners and Conversations by JCS, where our mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. The purpose of this podcast is to expose you to different perspectives, experiences, and ideas. For more information about Just Contributor Support, better known as JCS, you can text the letters JCS to 855-691-4921. Once again, that is 855-691-4921. Stay tuned. You brought forth valid perspectives when it's somebody is able to understand it themselves or they have the impression, right? There's a movie called Inception mm-hmm. and that's like mm-hmm. the, how strategic I wish to be when yeah. it comes to introducing yeah, yeah. ideas. Because if if you prepare them, well, I'm going to get you with another one. It's a book called Persuasion. There's persuasion, mm-hmm. which way people do things, but there's another context called pre-suasion, uh, pre-suasion which is preparing somebody to be persuaded. If that makes I got sense. It. That's what that conversation is. When I be asking them questions about, yeah, it's, it's persuasion instead of persuasion. And it's like, you ask them a question, they go one dot, they give you a question, mm-hmm. that connect the dots. Yeah. You know, once they answer it, then you give them another question, they go another dot. They give you yeah. the answer, connect another dot. Then by the time you, you hit them with about, about two to three of them bad boys and, and uh, E equals MC Light, squared. That's the Light problem. Right yeah. <laughs> and you just like, yes. And so for me, it's just like how, how much time do I spend allowing somebody to address the issue themselves? Like, I think that's another conversation when it comes to accountability. No matter if it's an education ship, that's your word, mm-hmm. a relationship, yeah. a friendship or otherwise, when it comes to accountability, how do you develop the, the understanding and figuring out what would be more beneficial for you or how much time? Do you give yourself a time limit or how much time you consult or address an issue with somebody? It depends, yeah, on who that person is. And it depends on what we're trying to address. Because some people, I, I, put, I always put, leave the ball in your court, right? So Give them the homework. Right. Whatever it is, hey, if I uh, deal with you, then I'm, I'm willing to come to whatever I understand we need to to get where we need to as a relationship and develop. So at that point, it's just, okay, when are you ready? Where do you want to start, right? What time? How do you want to do this? And w- once we get that, then cool, we move forward. But as far as myself, I feel like when it comes to building any type, type of relationship, where the friendship, education ship, whatever the case may be, yeah, you need you need your own uh, code of conduct. Right. I, I think right. a lot of things get taken out of context the more somebody try to explain it. Well, I, this is how I imagine it. You ever call some uh, like a a telemarketer or whatever you call customer service? They'll be like, please stay on the line. Your call is important to us. You hit the first time. You're like, I supposed to hit that. Five minutes later, 10 minutes later, 30 (laughs) minutes later, no matter how many times you hit that same scripted response, it's like it has less value the more it's talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I'm, I'm interpreting it is that the time limit that I'm having on somebody. Well, one is based off of, like you say, the do what criteria 
do you put them in? Well, I call them three categories. For some people, they are worth giving the undivided attention. For other people, they're in the middle. Sometimes they they have value in what they're saying, or sometimes it's just a rant. And then Mm -hmm. you got that category that you know no matter what, it's just a rant. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So taking that context, taking that into context, if they've reached out to me, they trust in my my value. That's the first thing Mm -hmm. I tell myself. So let me give them that support. But then it goes for accountability. I factor in that and then I give them like a time limit. For some people, five minutes should be what you limit them to. For some people, 10. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they go beyond that. And so I give them that. So going forward, once I factor that into a conversation, it's all right, cool. But how do I get them to the point where they know what I'm speaking is to respect their time. Because right. some people that uh, hold on, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but Beyonce got the best video of all time, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, some yeah. people they get offended like that, but then there's other people who say, "All right, it's your turn to listen." You, you know, so do you set that foundation up front, like, "Hey, look, you're about to address something. I just want to let you know, it's not just going to be to your satisfactory." Is that because yeah. it sounds like you give yourself a structured approach, even with your affirmations that. When you go into a situation, you give the the ground rules up front. These are the house mm-hmm. rules or whatever. Before we have a discussion, these are my negotiables. These are my non-negotiables. And then right. we had the conversation. Yeah. So when, when I'm when I'm gauging as far as how much time I give each person or how how much I'm willing to invest in each person, mm-hmm. I already had that set up. Right. I already have my inner circle. All right. So it starts with inner me. I talk to myself first. I'm 100% accountable for myself at all times. The people outside of me, my immediate circle, Mm -hmm. which is my my family, my household, stuff like that, my close friends and stuff like that. I give them what is because I value them, whatever time they, however much time they need, because they know the type of person that I am. We're not going to waste time. (laughs) So if we're spending time, it's because we're, it's a benefit True. to us as a relationship or a partnership, whatever the case may be. All right. So whatever time we have and we know we're not going to have the time forever. So how much time we need for us to feel, feel, leave this agreement or situation feeling fulfilled, then cool. I give you that. People on the outer circle, people that I'm more so associated with, they also know that I don't waste time, <laughs> right? Wow. So this, those are my foundations. Like, no, anybody who knows me know, and no matter what level you know me, unless you're just a random stranger that just met me. Right. If you have any recognition of who I am, you know that I take my life serious. I take my actions serious and what I'm doing, and I'm 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 clean cut, straight to the chase, right? Yeah, there there it, is right? no misinterpretation. Right, right. <laughs> so with that being said, that that for that outer circle, it's more so, okay, what's the what's the severity of the issue that we need to be resolved? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for example, when I'm at work, they know when I'm at work, I'm focused on work. You know what I'm saying? I let, I let minimum in, in, uh, outside distractions come in and stop me from working. I'm focused on the job, doing mm-hmm. the best I can at it. Coworkers, if we need to spend the next four hours to get this and that together, cool. But y'all know that once I leave here... <laughs> Don't call me unless you really <laughs> need me. All right. So just for that outer circle, like uh I I deal we we have a relationship, we work together, but uh, if it's not a loss of life or a loss of limb, yeah, like if, I, if it ain't necessary. We can wait till tomorrow. 
yeah, you know, I'm gonna see you again tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't like you never see me again. So if it can wait uh, till tomorrow, let it wait till tomorrow. Let it wait till next time we see each other. So save I, that I, save I, that for a conversation we can have tomorrow. Right, right. And that way I, I don't have to rush through us trying to figure it out. Like I can mm. give you an in-depth conversation. We can mm. really get down to the root of it. And for anybody anybody else, it's you know, it varies. You know what I'm saying? I've met strangers and we talked for two hours. I've also met people and within five minutes, I I'm just listening. I don't, I know I don't want to talk to this person. <laughs> so and there's like, nothing yeah, wrong with that. No. I want to make sure that right. is that is said yeah. clearly. And this and this to me, this it, it depends on the level of receptiveness they have that mm. we was talking about earlier. If I know you're not in a position to receive, you're only talking to me so I can know what your what your mind is has going on. You're not here to receive. I'm not gonna waste my breath. Talking to you for four hours, even if we have to be around each other for four hours, right? You're like, hey, I'm just wasting time. That I don't do small talk. Anybody that knows me know I don't. I don't. It's just something I I haven't. Where's the use? Struggle. I, yeah. I, I struggle with it. You know what I'm saying? And I, not to say that it can't be there. Like I literally have to practice having small talk. But that goes with you weighing your weighing what it is that you desire, weighing what it is that you wish to accomplish. Compared to other people saying, I don't know what I want to do, but let's just fill a gap. You know, so I some people, the conversation <laughs> is just to fill the silence, to fill no. the void. Yeah, I, I don't do that. I don't do voids. For, for my next, my next tool I'm going to implement is that I'm going to have a conversation with somebody. They look really disturbed. I'm going to force them to recognize their importance of what they're discussing. And so they're like, man, it's messed up what somebody did. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, how is that important to you? And then just yeah. give them that awkward pause. Yeah. If they can't answer that question, that's my validation of we're not ready to have this conversation. You know, yeah. for some people yeah. on purpose, like it, well, it was another gentleman. Shout out to Jew. He was on an earlier podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. He sat me down one day and he was like, "Strict, you cannot force people to learn things. You you <laughs> oh, gonna yeah, run yeah, yourself it, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm telling you." And I'm just yeah. like, "No, man, it's." My fear is I don't want somebody to go out there and sabotage themselves if I know that what they're doing is not productive. And so it, mm-hmm. we was literally outside in Kuwait. Like it was like 125 degrees. It's hot. And he's like literally yeah. in my face. You can't force these people <laughs> to understand. That's your yeah. problem. And I was like, man, they need help. He was like, yes, but they can be taught or they can have to experience it. You taught them already. Let them mm-hmm. experience it. And so right. that was a moment where he held me accountable. And I was like, bro, like we we going to stay in touch with each other until one of us die. That, that's legit right there. That's yeah, an accountability that's, partner, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I was there's like, only, there's man. Only one, there's only one way to learn, and that's through experience. True. I seen a post that somebody had put on, on but I don't know if it was Instagram or whatever, but I've seen it. That's all that mattered. It you said, did. it took me six years to develop this knowledge. It only took me 30 minutes to share with you. Mm-hmm. So the they say the price, right? Just think of it as just the cost. The cost of that conversation, for some people, they'll say, you just gave me 30 minutes. That's not enough. And they'll be like, I gave you six years worth of experience in 30 minutes. Like, you need to respect mm-hmm. that. And I was You're like, right. man, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And it's not just what you're telling them. It's, it's the way you are presenting that information to them. You know, it's a, you're giving them information, but in a way that is relative to their learning skills or their learning preference. Right. 
Yeah, because right. it's just not that people don't comprehend what the other person is saying. They're asking themselves, how does this pertain to me? Even though what you're right. saying is directly geared towards them and right. what they need to know, mm-hmm. it's the you didn't give them the presentation. You know, right. you didn't give them the the experience of taking the journey. Because like it's the same way how stories are told and people are so they're so involved in it because they see themselves as that character or they look at that TV show and say, that's the representation of me. That's my personality traits right there. All right. Just telling somebody up front, it, the way you're saying it sounds stupid. They're offended. But if you say, you ever thought about the way you presented it was in a way that other people may not understand? Well, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. They're more open to yeah. the conversation compared yeah. to just being told what, they, what, their, what the projection of what they're saying is. And that that also gives the not only accountability, but it's the reality check going forward. And I think that the the best part of what we're talking about before anything can be addressed, what was the level of understanding first? Before we even engage in a topic of discussion, was there the house rules, the ground rules of just understanding each other's personality before going into the conversation? The the amazing thing as well is another book I'm going to throw at you, uh, The Four Agreements. So the interesting part is it's uh, be impeccable with your word as long. Yeah, that's my favorite one. one. Right. Everything (laughs) you say, you you holding yourself to it. It's like what you like. If your word is bond or your word is law, you need to conduct yourself as if it is that influential because it is. The second one would be don't make any assumptions. And that's where a lot Mm -hmm. of disagreements come into play, because we assume that people understand where we're coming from. We assume that people would know better. We assume mm-hmm. that people would understand mm-hmm. it just because we express it. And that what goes into that, that feedback loop from hell. The third one is don't make any assumptions. If you assume something, you're setting yourself up for failure due to your own logic, not to other right. people's comparison. And then the fourth one is always do your best. Always. The interesting thing about the fourth agreement that you would have with yourself is that your best could be 110% one day and your best could be 80% the next day. But the point is, did you do your part? Right. And a lot of it, that is what makes the, when you talk about accountability or attachments mm-hmm. and things of that nature, that is the most influential aspect. The last, the way it was the, another book that came after that called The Fifth Agreement, which means believe, but be skeptical. So mm-hmm. as in, I Trust believe- Trust, but verify. You, exactly. <laughs> I believe what you're saying is true, but let me do my own research to get my own findings of it to expound on it. And so that is some very influential stuff. If that was mandatory, I think some stuff like the books or the concepts that books can provide, I think that should be included with everyday societal norms. So the same Mm -hmm. way reading, writing, arithmetic is important for the education school system. When we talk about understanding yourself, when we talk about accountability, life skills, thank you. When we talk about that, there's books that can give you so much quality that you can't mm-hmm. find even at a college level right. and beyond. Right. And basic because they break basic principles. Right. And when yeah. you establish that, the earlier people can establish that it mm-hmm. is impossible to have disagreements. It's impossible to be offended. It's impossible for what somebody can say to be taken out of context because yeah. the accountability factor is already is already established within yourself. So you having confidence in understanding who you are makes it so much simpler to encounter other people's different perspectives or opinions. 
Yeah, I think that was a very impactful point that you just made mm-hmm. is that the earlier you the earlier you figure that out, the better. Because a lot of us aren't reading these books and becoming aware of this stuff until we're older and now we have to go against our own nature mm-hmm. of the being conditioning. Offended. Right, right. Right. The conditioning. Mm-hmm. Right. When you can do it as a younger age and you can grow up into the practice of that and that can be your norm, right? To where you're in situations and you automatically don't take it personal because you know this person don't know me. So why right. would I take anything they say personal? Right. And that's the, the hilarious impeccable. part as well. Some people, I dare you say such a thing. And it's like, wait, are you arguing with me or yourself? Because we just we just had this disagreement. But I'm yeah. I'm for some reason I'm getting the feedback from you know a lifetime worth of resistance. Right. Why am I the the yeah <laughs> the the representative of all of your issues or how right. emotionally who disagreed with you? And so it'd be in the middle of the conversation, somebody will say something, then I look. And so usually with me, I'm not a poker person. <laughs> so usually if I like I lock on to him, it's on your face. yeah. And then I stop and they're like, well, what you trying to say? Who messed over you before we continue this conversation? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. so left field because my first mind be like, attack, get them, right. get them. And then I just yeah. be like, I pause yeah. for a moment because I need that. I need the, the, the tactical pause is what it's called in the military. I need that tactical yeah. pause, collect my thoughts and then proceed with. Who messed over you? <laughs> yeah, that goes to that goes to social awareness and relationship awareness. Like you gotta mm-hmm. understand when you're talking to someone, you're talking to their past, you're mm-hmm. conversating with their environment, their relationships, their mothers, their teachers, everything that influences them. Exactly, and they'll project that onto you without even knowing it. And they will. And a lot of times, you won't know it. You be like, "Hey, let's up, up," and all of a sudden, the conversation go extreme. You like, hey, "How the hell we get here?" And it's because you triggered something in them that was in their past or some other relationship or whatever the case may be that they've had. And now they are auto responding. Right. They're they're responding based on the com- how that conversation has previously gone versus right. how how it's going with you. Exactly. And it it took a while for me to realize as well. Like it took this is fairly recent, too, is that without me even knowing it, I could fit the characteristics of somebody that they have interacted with in the past. So in my mind, yeah. I'm just me, but we uh-huh. having a conversation, but for some reason they they receive me as channeling, channeling somebody else or being yeah. a representation of what somebody else had. So it's like, you know, how some people have a disagreement and then 30 minutes or an hour later or however later they come with the, Oh snap, I should have said this. Yeah, They couldn't yeah. say it because it's over with. <laughs> But then they yeah. meet the next person. And so they give yeah. the next person the yeah. feedback they should have gave to the yeah. last person. And so I, my way of uh, making sure I'm being held accountable or assessing somebody who do not wish to be held accountable, I ask myself, did I do anything to them personally? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the answer is no, it's, oh, they're not talking to me then. They talking to the right. person who it was meant for. It's just that they're not mm-hmm. available. So I'm like, I'm right. witnessing the feedback that they would have gave to the other person. So once I take my personal, you know, my personal perspective out of it, I'm more of a I want you to tell me more now. (laughs) You know, if this person presented themselves in such a way that it gave you the the desire or the urge to get back at them, but they're not available. Let me research this and put this in your file, like social uh, contract is what they call. Let me put this in your file. So going forward, I know you have these characteristics when I present myself in this fashion. That's why you can't let emotions get into the agreement or the mm-hmm. conversation when you're talking, because 
you you're dealing with a residual emotional scar mm. instead of the actual person or the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. Right. So because so, for example, if if a person, let's say, or was in an abusive relationship. OK. All right. They got out that relationship, got into a relationship with someone else, end up in another abusive relationship. So by this time, they are almost certain this next relationship is going to be abusive. That is so true. at this point, Strong they possibility. are right. At this point, they are already conditioned, exhibiting mm-hmm. condition to kind of put themselves in a position to, well, I'm not going to let anybody else abuse me. You're like, I'm not trying to abuse you. So everything you, so it, it can come up like you say, Hey, how you feel about relationship? And all of a sudden you realize that this person has been hurt or damaged. Yes. Right. Yeah. They and have you, a point just, to prove. You just don't know who it is. Right. Right. And it's not to you. It's to themselves. But right. for a and lot of people, they're going to interact with that. That's part of accountability as well. You know, at what I consider school, you know, home and those you keep in your support group. If there's not an accountability factor for those environments, how does somebody navigate that themselves? You know, that, well, that's a rhetorical question. For mm-hmm. school, the accountability is the syllabus. The accountability is the checks and balances that goes with, you know, whatever the educator, instructor, professor, whoever is in front of you. They have their guidelines. At the pre-agreements, home, yeah. Exactly. At home, you know, there is the, rather people are in favor of it or not, there is some form of a foundation. Rather it's established or unstable, there are expectations at home. Right. So when you mix uh, the individual who understands himself, being self-aware, and then you go into the immediate circle, which would be the support group, then you expand it to the bigger circle, which would be the community, to expand it to bigger things, you know, it's a hierarchy that goes with it. But I don't think people factor in their identity as all of those things that they represent rather voluntarily or involuntarily. So when it goes to accountability right. and somebody say, when was the last time you check your, your circle? When was the last time you check your environment? When was the last time you audit all of the people that you associate yourself with? Mm-hmm. They don't think about that context. They think about the disagreement of the conversation, but never what contributes to the disagreement. Right. They think about the conversation is. And how they resolve the conversation, whether it's resolved or not. And they never take into account the emotions that tag along with it. Right. All right. And that it's residual now. All right. So now you got to get past that before you even get to understanding because they previously didn't come to understanding. And it's like the, the laws of human nature as well. Rather people understand them or not, Robert Greene will forever be somebody I refer to. He has a book called The Laws of Human Nature. And he don't write small books either. These are like competing <laughs> with Harry Potter saga novels. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, these are lifetime achievements that he's writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I listen to him on audiobook. So that's a, a quick hack for anybody. Love and, audio. And the crazy books. part Hoopla. is, exactly. The crazy part is for some people say, well, I, it costs money to buy audio book. You have to do this, you have to do that. The same YouTube that you go and consume all of this content with, if you search, Every book that we talk about and you look for audio book, either you'll find it or you'll find a summary of it. They give you the snippet of the information that you need. So there is no excuse, especially in today's society. Since we're talking about resources real quick. Do y'all have Shreve Memorial Library down there? Have you ever heard Not of that? Not that I know Shreve of. Memorial I know you Library. was talking about it, but for the listeners listening, go and give yeah. them some information. Okay. Shreve Memorial Library. I don't think it's just that library, but most libraries are full of resources. They they don't just have books and DVDs that you can go rent out. 
they also have programs that they're subscribed to. And one of the ones that we have here is an audio platform called Hoopla. And if you go through your library, you can get free access to uh, the Hoopla program where you can listen to all these audio books, movies, music, and all the content, kind of stuff for yeah. free. And I'm going to have a link to it. Like, well, for, for anybody who don't know who's listening, for all the stuff that we talk about, rather it's books, different websites, different resources, I have a link to everything. So if you go on the show notes, mm-hmm. you'll see the timestamps of what we're talking about. And you'll also see the references of what we're referring to. So you can continue to educate yourself. But well, I, I apologize for cutting you off. King. Indeed. No, nah, you good. No, nah, that was it. Shreve Memorial Library. You can go through their site and they have a lot of free resources. They also have one called Linda. Linda.com. Mm-hmm. It's normally a subscription of $39 a month for uh, tutorials, movies, learn how to do coding, learn how to use Microsoft Word, all these online classes that you would have to pay for. You can do it free through the uh, library. So check out your local about library and see what what they offer. If they don't offer these things, I'm pretty sure that it's only because they're not aware of it. That is true. If one library can do it, the rest of them can do it. That they is just got to get in a partnership. And all yeah. it is is a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's well, let's talk about that as well. When we expand on accountability, it is not the things that we think that is so detrimental. It's the conversations that we're not having with people that become right. so disturbing or so bothersome. Mm-hmm. If something could be addressed when it is an anthill, the last thing you have to worry about is that same conversation becoming a mountain. And that's what somebody had told me. Like it was a short quote, but it made so mm-hmm. much of an impact. Cause I was like, we got this we need to do. We got that we need to do. And she was like, dude, chill. You, you turn an anthill into a mountain. And then I look, <laughs> I said, I'm gonna write yeah. that down. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, that, that was so legit. You know, yeah. that another way, for, for people who who has the the infinite amount of worry is what I'm going to describe it as. No matter what you say, they always have the what if scenario. You mm-hmm. know, I, I asked them, well, it was one gentleman I was speaking to. I had asked him, I said, you ever learned how to swim so you could feed a fish in the ocean? He's like, why would I do that? I was like, I asked you a better question. Have you ever figured <laughs> out how to fly to feed, a, to feed a, a bird that's flying in the sky? It's like, no, why would I do that? I said, isn't that proof things will take care of itself if you just let it? Just do your part. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I'm asking. You don't have to mm-hmm. go above and beyond to prove a point to somebody when you can spend that time investing in yourself and moving forward. Isn't that right. self-accountability? Yeah. If if was a fifth, we'd all be wasted. Mm. That's what I told them. <laughs> if if was a fifth, we'd all be wasted. So, And I had people like, what, what you mean by that? You don't yeah, drink, don't we, you? Yeah. <laughs> that, you drink? No, don't worry about I don't it. Often, I don't often drink light beer. No. But uh, <laughs> we can't worry about the ifs. All we can worry about is the certainties. You know what I'm saying? We can be prepared for the ifs, but mm-hmm. we can't worry about them, right? We we need to be be prepared for the ifs, right? but prepare for the certainty, for the results that you want. Right. When things are uncertain, do what's certain. You know, that that's what I go back to. When things are uncertain, do what's certain. Mm-hmm. It definitely is impossibilities. That's all life equates to. It's either definite or a possibility. So that's my one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. And oh, we're going to go there. <laughs> oh. And it, it, there's a line in it that says, if something happened once, it'll never happen again. But if it happened twice, it'll happen a third time. So that is true. Take that in consideration. That like, if, so if there's only been one time it's ever happened, 
in history, nine times out of ten, it's not gonna happen again. But if it's happened twice, it happened more than once, nine times out of ten, it will. So when you're talking about what you should be doing, what's possible, what if if happens, well, how many times has if happened to you? Right. All right. Has it even happened to you? Have you are you even worried about something that's never even happened to you before? I make people like that. They're they're worried about something happening happened to them before, but it's happened to other people. Right. So they, they spend all this time worrying. They're paralyzed and all this with the worry. Right. Right. And they put themselves in a mindset of inactive inactiveness because they worried about what happened, but it's never happened to them before. Right. Right. So and sometimes you might go the whole life. For example, in the military, there are people that when they got in, they worry about getting deployed. <laughs> There's some most people in the military go their whole career never getting deployed. Oh, don't right? get and me ones, started. Oh, the ones who do are most likely volunteer to go. So that's it, man. You can't worry about it. For everybody who's looking for OG the Godfather in the Success Code podcast, where can they find you? Where can they get that information to get some of that good knowledge that they have heard today? Okay, cool beans. You can follow me on Facebook at the Success Code Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean. That's the main hosting platform at the Success Code Podcast. I am working on distributing out to the rest of the platforms. That way you can go on whatever audio site that you like to listen to your podcast on, or you can contact me directly at 318-564-0017. If you're interested in getting on the podcast, you have something you're interested in talking about, you have your own success code story, whatever the case may be, we would love to have you. So thank you, Brother Shirklow, for having me. I, I enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Appreciate it. And for anybody who want to wish out to OG that can't get in touch with him, you can reach out to me as well at contact at jcsupport.org. Or if you look at the show notes, it will have that number that you could text. I don't know the number yet that you could text to get information about either of our platforms. For those that are still listening, thank you for your time and contribution to JCS. If you have any topics you want covered, wish to be a guest on the show, or just a conversation, you can email me at contact at jcsupport.org or fill out the podcast request form on our website. Best wishes to you and yours. And I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, take care.